Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first-time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bunjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Hi, and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the studio from home, it's just little old me recording a solo cast. Today, I wanted to talk about accountability. Why is accountability so important on this journey? I think the journey to change really begins with taking accountability for our adult lives and the choices we are making and the cause and effect of our actions. This is your life, your body, your choices. You're the person that controls your life. And so if my life isn't giving me what I want, if I'm stuck in a rut with drinking, if I can't get myself off the hamster wheel, I'm sorry to say, but I'm the only one responsible for that and I have to take accountability. Taking accountability for your life, for your behaviours, your pattern, your relationships, it's all an inside job and no one else can fix that shit up except for you. So when we take accountability, it's the beginning of our awakening when we can move from blame and out of victimhood. I hear so many people that just can't get off the hamster wheel because they can't get out of their blame and victim story. And unfortunately, if we continue to blame other people, we are not taking accountability for our actions. So taking accountability for your actions, it's not about what anyone else has done or not done. It's about you. And it means not blaming your friends, your partner, your circumstances for your drinking and for your choices. Accountability also means no longer waiting for someone else to change so that we can. I hear that often too. Well, I can't change because my husband hasn't changed or I can't change because my friends won't change. 
But that, unfortunately, again, is just blaming and it's waiting. If we're waiting for someone else to change so that we can have what we want in our lives, we'll be stuck forever because there'll always be someone that's not changing. Or there's if we're in that habit of blaming, we'll always be stuck. So at the end of my drinking, I tried uh, for quite a while to blame Ash and my friends, really. Oh, well, if he didn't drink so much, then I wouldn't drink. Or if he wasn't away on tour so much, I wouldn't feel so lonely and then I wouldn't drink. Or if my friends didn't drink so much, then I wouldn't. And I wasn't seeing the part that I was playing in all of this. Also things like, well, if she didn't piss me off, I wouldn't drink right now. Or if that person didn't hurt me, I wouldn't need to forget the pain, so then I wouldn't drink. And that rubbish had to stop. Like, if I didn't take accountability for my drinking and my choices and my health, then that would mean that if I was relying on Ash or my friends to stop drinking so that I could, then what? where would that leave me if they did start drink again? I'd probably most likely throw in the towel because they weren't doing it. So it's really, it was all on me and I really had to see that. It was my choice my life and I had to make the decision, the choices that would help me to change. I also had to see that I'd gotten myself here. I had gotten myself to the place where I ended up and only I, only it was only me who could pull myself out of it as well. It wasn't just drinking. It was also the state of my mind. It was that my negative thinking, my anxiety was completely out of control negative thinking, which would lead to anxiety, sleepless nights. But I was also almost feeding that. It was almost like I was in an addictive cycle with these negative thoughts. I'd put on weight. I felt bloated and tired. All those things, I had to really actually look at it and go, well, who made those choices to get me here? And it was me. I had to take accountability for it all. And I had to figure out what it was that would work for me that would help me change so that it would stick. I think the problem is a victim mindset tends to involve the blame and feeling bad for myself, but it's also a, a sense of powerlessness, helplessness, hopelessness, and full-blown negativity. We might be able to understand if we've ended up in a situation that felt out of our control, and it can be helpful to understand that we might not have created the situation, say perhaps if we're in an abusive relationship. Of course, we didn't probably didn't create that or if we've been subject to some trauma, that wasn't our fault. We're not to blame for that. But also we are also still accountable for the actions of how we respond to the situation that we're in. So some people might not like to hear this, but it's the truth. You might be in a situation and you may, again, not have created that situation, but it is your responsibility to heal and is your responsibility to take control of your recovery? I mean, you're the only person who can make the decision to get help to begin the healing process. It might look like seeing a therapist, seeing a trauma-informed coach, taking up journaling, doing some things that you might have heard about on this podcast or other podcasts that will help you start that healing journey. But as long as we're stuck back in victimhood, we'll never take those steps to start our healing so definitely you can understand, we've, yes, we've been through trauma, but now how am I going to turn that around and pull myself out of this situation? Also, when we take accountability for our own lives, we embrace our own power to make changes. And that power has to come from within. It has to come from us. And so you have to start to take the steps that will move you to create change in your life. 
I think a really good rule of thumb is asking these questions. So perhaps if you're journaling on this or don't do this if you're driving, you could just reflect on these questions. But if you have your journal, write these questions down. And this might seem really difficult to ask these questions, but what role did I have to play in my current situation? So again, that's not if you're in an abusive relationship. It's not if you've had a great degree of trauma, but perhaps the outcome of those situations or am I staying stuck in a situation that I can't, and perhaps you don't feel safe enough to get out of, obviously, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's very hard to get out of. But can we just look at, okay, what action do I need to change? Can I take any action that might help me out of this situation? So also if you're stuck staying drinking, what action do I need to take to change this situation? It might be reaching out to someone. It might be going to AA. It might be just starting that process of change. So what role did I have to play in my current situation? And what action do I need to take to change it? Perhaps if I have big emotional triggers or hurts in my life, taking accountability might look like, like I said, going to someone to work through it with a counsellor. And that can be a massive first step. But that is an awesome, a massive step towards taking accountability. And that's a great first step. And then from there, the counsellor will work with you to help you either figure a way out or help you to start making changes. So these are four questions. The fourth question can feel a bit icky sometimes. It can be make your bum go tight when you hear this one, that's for sure. But admit and apologize if I've done something that has got me into a situation that I've been perhaps blaming someone else for or if I've hurt someone, actually admitting and apologizing that, yeah, actually I did fuck up there. I did do the wrong thing there and taking accountability there. It can create so much freedom and take so much tension out of the body when we can just admit and apologize for any wrongdoings that we've done. So those four questions can absolutely be a game changer, absolutely change your life. What role did I have to play in this current situation I'm in? What action do I need to take to change it? Can I go and see someone? Can I reach out to someone that can help me? And can I admit and apologize for my role that I've had to play in this situation that I'm finding myself in? These questions, even if it's just starting journaling on them, just journaling on them can create some space and remove some tension from the body. Taking accountability is also stepping into our adulthood. Alcohol can really keep us stuck in that childlike state as well sometimes. I very much, it's hard to really put this into words sometimes, but I felt like when I quit alcohol and I started to do the deeper work on myself, it was like stepping into my adulthood. I find sometimes that when I'm working with people or myself, when I was drinking, I was stuck in this kind of teenage version of myself. I was sort of trying to perpetuate that perhaps, but I wasn't moving forward. I was stuck somewhere back in the past. And so what's it like to step into your adulthood? I often talk about this with people I work with and in my challenges, becoming a well-resourced adult and just even stopping and asking that question. And when I'm in this cycle, am I a well-resourced adult or am I acting out of some childish or child-like behavior? And sometimes that can be a, a world that we can be afraid to let go of, but it's good just to acknowledge that. We don't have to change it yet, but we can acknowledge it. Also, when we take accountability, we cut the stories and the bullshit and the justifications for what's wrong in our life or why we did what we did, why we had to drink. When you take accountability, you step into that adulthood and you get your full power back. 
it's amazing just to take that step into adulthood and to see what that feels like. You can be 80 years old, but not have stepped into full adulthood. I hundred percent believe that it doesn't actually matter what age you are does not mean that you've stepped into full adulthood. So that's worth having a look at. I do know this, taking accountability takes real courage. It's not about self-flagellation. It's not berating yourself for not being in the place where you want to be, but accountability can also be held with compassion towards ourselves. I think when we take accountability with compassion, we're back in the driver's seat or we could maybe for the first time in the driver's seat when it comes to moving forward and to create the life that you want to create all starts with taking accountability. I hope you found that helpful. I hope you didn't find that too luxury, but I'll be interested to hear your feedback on that. I really do believe that once we take accountability, things change in a massive way and it's a very, very powerful step forward. Thanks guys. Um, and if you want to do some work together on this kind of stuff, book in a coaching call with me, go to my website, iquitalcohol.com.au. We can do some one-on-one -on -one work. You can join one of the challenges we definitely do look at a lot of this kind of stuff and unpack a lot of this stuff or I can do it with you privately as well it doesn't have to be in a group situation when you jump onto my website to book a call I am fairly booked up so just keeping that in mind that you'll be booking definitely at least four to six weeks ahead but also let me know if you really need some urgent help or you need something pretty soon let me know because I do get cancellations or reschedules so oftentimes there's spots or perhaps spots that I've saved for regulars that you might be able to slip into or if not me I know loads of wonderful wonderful coaches counselors and therapists that are all trauma informed that would definitely be able to help you maybe not even trauma informed I could definitely find the right person for you the right fit for you if you are needing some help straight away so you know, reach out. There's no point in trying to do this stuff on your own sometimes. Sometimes it just helps to work it through with someone. I see a therapist every month, sometimes more if there's stuff going on. And I think it's a really integral part if you can, if you have the funds to do it. Such a great thing to do for yourself and to work through your stuff with some somebody else. So yeah, thanks guys and see you soon. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.